Hey lovers, happy Thursday. Thank you for joining me again today for another episode of Polly in Real Life, a polyamory and sex podcast. Today I have a medley of topics just because I did not want to talk about one thing. I have a lot of different things on my mind and I'm also learning and observing that usually what I talk about in my podcasts are like the topics are a reflection of what's going on in my life at the time that I record these episodes. So there's a lot going on and um, I just have a lot of thoughts to put together and today's just going to be a medley, just like a fun discussion um, about different things. I'm going to give you a little recap about my trip that I took last week uh, the effects of birth control on attraction, um, who I'm obsessing over at the moment, and uh, men of TikTok. <laughs> so it's quite the interesting mix of topics, but it's going to be fun. So don't forget to download your episodes on whichever platform you consume your podcasts. Also check the show notes for links of where to find me. We can continue the discussion. You can request topics for posts and episodes on my Instagram page at the Polly Pocket. Also, if you would be interested in being a guest, if you have um, insight on anything to do with sexuality, polyamory, open relating, non-monogamy, relationships in general, please reach out to me on Instagram. Um, my DMs are usually closed. Unless it's related to my content, um, unless you have suggestions. So make sure to do that if you feel called to do so. All right, let's go ahead and get into this episode. Okay, let's talk about Miami. I absolutely love this city so much. I had never been to Miami before, but I am officially in love and I want to go back over and over and over again. Um, I really, really needed this trip. I had been struggling with a quarter life crisis, really wondering what to do with my life, taking inventory of my life, not knowing where my life is going, not knowing what I really want to do, trying to figure all that out. And it was just becoming so overwhelming being at home every single fucking day, trying to figure this shit out on my own. So being in a new place, removing myself from this mental place that I was in and just trying something new, spending time with friends and people that I love was so helpful to get me out of that and kind of create a, a what feels like a little bit of a restart a refresh um we had so much fun so we went over valentine's day weekend and the first night uh, i went a little too hard it was one of those nights you know you're passed out by 8 p.m 
Um, you don't, it's, it's one of those things where like, I was looking back at some of the text messages that I sent that night and I'm like telling my friend, like, I thought I only had two drinks. Like, why did I pass out? One of those things where like you pass out at eight, wake up at two, three AM and you're like, what the fuck just happened? Um, so that was the first night passed out, vomiting, um, feeling so sick and like my hangover, I just knew it was going to be awful the next day. Uh, but I got up the next day, took some ibuprofen, hydrated, ate a really bomb ass breakfast. Um, and then I was good to go. Um, we did it. The weather was perfect. It was like 80 degrees and sunny every single day that we were there. It was great. I absolutely loved it. That's like my kind of weather, except for the humidity, which I don't like makes my hair frizz and like makes me all sweaty. But we we rented a boat, uh, went went out in the water, like just partied on the boat. It was so much fun. Um, what else did we do? We just walked around. Uh, we found a little like walking trail right by the water. Um, there was people everywhere outside in the park. Uh, people doing like the fitness trail, walking. Um, There's a little dog park. It was great. It was so nice to just sit by the water. I'm definitely a beach person. Um, when I need to recharge, when I need to clear my head, it's the beach that does it for me. It's being by the water. I'm not the person to be like, yeah, I need to get away and go to the mountains. I'm definitely a beach person. Uh, and also a warm weather person and a sun person. I need to those are like the three elements that I need warmth, sun, and water to just like refresh and feel recharged. So that was great. Then on Valentine's Day night, we had dinner at Gianni's at the old Versace mansion on Ocean Drive. It was, I mean, that place was bougie as hell. Like I've, I've been fine dining before, but this was on another level. It was so good. Um, the food was great. Um, we had reservations, so we, we were seated right away. It was, it was a really, really nice experience. I love fine dining. Food is something that I have no problem splurging on. Um, like I don't mind dropping hundreds of dollars on a nice meal and a nice experience. Um, they even had a violin player. Uh, at, at some point I felt a little bit out of place. Like, how do I eat this? Like, do I just pick it up with my hand or which one of these like five fucking forks do I use? Um, so that can get a little bit, um, give you that feeling of like, oh my gosh, like I don't belong here, but no, altogether, like all in all, it was great. Um, wonderful. Like, I would definitely go back and do it again. Um, so that was pretty much the over, overall trip. It, it was four days. And then when we flew back, we had to leave really early, like 5 a.m. So that last day was just traveling. It wasn't really doing much um, in Miami. But yes, I would definitely, definitely go back again. Um, I absolutely love that city so much. Now I'm trying to think of places that I want to go to next. Um one of the things that I really wanted to do this year was travel more and 
actually do it, you know, instead of spending so much time talking about the places I want to go to, like actually book the trips and go and have fun. So I recently did something that I did not think that I would do. Uh, I had told myself I would not download this app. I would not get sucked in. I didn't understand it at first. I was like, why are people so hooked on this app? And now I understand why. Um, And that is TikTok. When I tell you, like, this is the most addicting app ever, I mean it. Like, these videos are so short, but you look at the time and, like, two hours has passed and you're like, holy fuck, what what was I doing this whole time? Like, it's so consuming. Um, Maybe on, like, a not-so-healthy level, but you got to have self-control and have that willpower to like get yourself off of it but it's fun it's like really fun I like I like some of the videos on there there's like really funny videos um but one thing I've noticed is like the TikTok men the guys on there uh usually they're it seems like they're models or actors or you know they're in some kind of entertainment industry dancers um There's guys on there that literally have videos of them just like sitting on a chair and some music in the background and they're getting like thousands and thousands of views, likes, comments, shares, followers and I'm just like mesmerized and it was funny. I found a new guy today. Um, His name is Bradley Thor and he, this guy's TikTok, like most of his videos is literally him chopping wood um, and like living in in the mountains and shoveling snow and shit. And I'm just like, why am I so attracted to this? Like, why do I keep watching this? Like this guy's just chopping wood. The effect that these kind of videos have on me is kind of like ASMR, but it's like a visual. It's it's really relaxing I don't know. I'm like confused that I like this. It's really relaxing to watch this guy chop wood. I mean, he's also very, very attractive and totally my type. Um, But it, it just got me thinking about attraction. Um, Because lately I've realized, I don't know, I've just gotten like more clear about what qualities I'm looking for in partners, what type of partners I want since um, taking a break from dating and deciding that I'm not going to add any new partners into my arrangement, I've had the time to think about like, what do I really want? What do I really feel like I need right now? And it's that type of person. Um, so I'm kind of learning about my own attraction and what I'm attracted to at this point in time. And I'm wondering, like, is it my age? Is it because I have a different view on life now than I did 10 years ago when I was 20 versus now? Um, Like, what could it be? And really some of the qualities that I feel like I would value the most are emotional intelligence, dominance, resourcefulness, like somebody who can fend for themselves, um, someone who's interdependent, someone who can take care of themselves, but also isn't afraid to ask for help and knows when to ask for help. Someone who can be dominant, 
and take charge in certain situations, someone who's protective of me and that I feel safe with, that I know if something would happen, I know they would take care of me. Um, I would say those are the top qualities that I've, I feel I've, I'm most attracted to right now. Um, but also someone who's like a little bit sensitive, you know, I don't want someone who's too hard. And as far as physical qualities, I realize that like arms are my weakness, like sculpted arms. I just like, I have to question myself, like, do I really like this man or does he just have like really nice arms? Uh, the sculpted arms, the hat, um, the the tattoos like sleeves yeah it's just like I have a very very specific type and I'm learning that I've always tried to tell myself like no I'm open to like dating all types of people but I have a very specific type when it comes to men I also have a type when it comes to women but I'm still kind of figuring that part out um because I love women who are are kind of masculine, but I also like fem- like more feminine women too. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure women out. Um, but as far as men, I think I've nailed my type and the qualities I'm looking for right now and what I'm really attracted to right now. And, and how I want to feel with a partner. I want to feel like I'm still my own person. I don't want to be so enmeshed with someone. I want them to be independent. I want to be independent. But then we just like support each other and hold each other up and encourage each other to still like do our own thing. Like just because a man, just because I want a man to like be dominant and take care of me doesn't mean that I don't want to be doing my own things. Doesn't mean that I want them to do everything for me. It means that I want them to take charge of certain things so then I can go out in the world and still be a boss ass bitch Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's very specific. And then I'm also learning that there's no fucking way that I'm going to find that all in one person. Um, And I wish I could. I'm like, I wish I could just, you know, as much as I love love and being open, sometimes I'm like, I wish I could just like build this perfect person and just have everything I need in one person but obviously that's not realistic and it puts a lot of pressure on on another person to expect all of that from them as well which is why open relating works for me because I do have very very specific needs and qualities that I want in partners and I also understand that there is no such thing as the perfect partner there is no such thing as one person being able to provide you with everything you need and have all the qualities you want at the same time. Also realizing that our needs change over time. What we like changes, what we're attracted to changes, um, the kind of support we need changes. I'm also learning, this is really interesting, that my love languages kind of fluctuate depending on the partner. So like one person, I feel like I feel the most love with them when they're providing acts of service, but then another person, I feel most love with them when they're providing words of affirmation. Um, and I don't know why that is. I'm also finding that with one partner, it's super easy for me to provide that physical touch, whereas another partner, it's not. 
and I show love differently for that person. So I'm not sure what's going on there and why that's that's shifting the way it is with each different person, but it's been a really interesting observation to make altogether, you know, and just realize that we're not always all the same across the board with each relationship. And it just definitely proves the fact that no two loves are different. No two relationships or I mean, no two loves are the same. No two relationships are the same. Every connection is unique to itself. Every connection is different and brings something new to the table, a new perspective. It, it brings something different out in you. So as you can see, I have spent a lot of time making these observations, kind of going within, asking myself why this is. Um, so of course, <laughs> I had to look it up. Um, also, another thing that came to mind was you know, I'm wondering if my attraction is changing because I started on new birth control about three, almost well, like three and a half months ago uh, or four months ago. And I, I had heard before that being on the pill for a certain amount of time can change the type of partner you're attracted to. And so I found an article and I read through some of the studies that have been done, but really it doesn't seem like there's solid concrete evidence to really support this. Um, there's a lot of errors in the studies, like it's, it's not perfect. So um, it's more of a theory at this point, I think. Um, but also one of those things where we can say like, yes, the majority of women who are on the birth control pill change who they're attracted to um, just because of the, the varying hormone levels in their body versus someone who's naturally going through their cycle. Um, and I can also imagine that things like health um, affect attraction also because, you know, if, if you're not at like an optimal health, I'm sure that somewhere in your body your horm hormones are being affected or the way your body functions, the way your brain functions. So there's a lot of other factors, I think, besides just the birth control. But this was interesting regardless to look up because I, I'm almost wondering, like, is this why or is this at least one of the reasons why my attraction has changed? Um, and I just wanted to see. I was just curious um, because I know for me personally it could be a lot of different things. Um, but what they said was that out of the women they studied after being on the birth control pill for, I think, three months, they were more likely to find more less masculine faces attractive. But I'm finding the opposite. I'm finding like more attraction to more masculine looking faces and other like more masculine physical traits. So I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know if, if my birth control really is affecting who I'm attracted to. I'm sure I'm sure at a very minuscule level it probably is, but it was just interesting regardless. It also said that it can determine the type of relationship dynamic you have, whether it's going to be long-term, short-term. It can determine the divorce rate. Um, interestingly, interestingly enough, it said that women who find partners while they're on the pill tend to um, stay with them longer and have a less likely 
chance of being divorced versus the other women who chose a long-term partner when they were not on birth control pill. So that's all super interesting. But then there were other things that they didn't really follow up on, like did they stay on the pill for long while they were in the relationship? Were there times where they didn't... um, They kind of went back and forth with it or even other birth control methods because the pill is not the only thing, right? So there's a lot of different factors that could come into play. But I just thought that these things were really interesting Um, and I would like to see more studies done on this um, just because I'm curious because I need to know. I I just need to know, okay? I need answers. Um, But ultimately, I think what we really look for in a partner is signs of health. And um, I've recently have been obsessed with watching um, lectures by Jordan Peterson. He's a Canadian psychologist. He's absolutely brilliant, uh, a total genius. And I love listening to his lectures about relationships and attraction. And I listen to his podcast as well. Um, But one of the observations that he, he, he talked about Um, And certain studies that were made was how women tend to be more attracted to men who are resourceful. Uh, It doesn't really necessarily matter what their income level is. is As long as they have that resourcefulness, um, it increases their their level of attraction. And then um, he's also said things like women like men that are dangerous but civilized. um, Talking about like the, the dominance hierarchy that happens in society because that's just a thing that's always going to be. Um. We're always going to have people that are more dominant than others. Everybody's going to play a different role in society. And all of that affects the types of partners that we choose, the types of partners we're attracted to. And one thing that he did mention is that ultimately we are just seeking out signs of health in another partner. And uh, when you think about it, we're, we're animals. Our, it's in our nature to want to seek out a partner that's going to produce healthy offspring with you. And that's just how we're still wired. Um, as much, you know, awareness as we have, as conscious as we are, we still have that primal wiring within our biology. And that's just something that we can't really override. Um, and it was really interesting because I have experienced this. And one thing that I'm also very attracted to is nice-looking teeth. Um, I feel like... The reason for that is because somebody's oral health can tell you so much about the entire well-being of the person. Like It can tell you a lot about their health in general. Um, and so maybe that's why I'm like subconsciously seeking out men with nice teeth and good oral health because it means that they're going to be healthy and they are a possible good fit partner to have offspring with and um, even though that's not my goal like I'm not trying to find people to have babies with I'm still wired to seek that and I think when you understand that it's just really interesting you look at attraction in a very different way you look at people you're attracted to in a different way and you're like "Mm, we're just animals like we're just fucking animals (laughs) But it's all extremely fascinating to me. I would definitely recommend uh, listening to some of Jordan Peterson's um, lectures. He's a professor, psychology professor. Um, there's a ton of his lectures up on YouTube. But, you know, when he talks about 
the dominance hierarchy in society and, and all of these things. I mean, it makes perfect sense. And it's also very, very interesting at the same time. Um, I just bought his book, uh, The 12 Rules of Life, and I cannot wait to start reading it. So then after observing my newfound clarity on attraction, I started to kind of categorize these men because my type, there's, there's two different categories that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put them in. So we had the fuckboys, which are like the players. Uh, they're not really emotionally intelligent. They just want to play games, manipulative. They don't know what they want. Um, but on the outside, the way they look, you know, it's like they really present themselves as though if they had all those qualities, but they really don't. And you don't know that until you're in a relationship with them or trying to start a relationship with them. And then you can kind of get a feel for... Um, how much they actually lack those qualities that they put off as having. Um, so we have the fuckboys, and then we have the actual men, you know. Um, however, a lot of these men look the same. Like, in my mind's eye, when I think of my type and the man I'm physically attracted to, the fuckboys and the men all look the same physically. So it takes a little bit of work to kind of pick apart, you know, which one's actually going to be a good partner and which one's going to just like fuck with you, play games, not know what they want. And I think, and you can really tell that pretty quickly, um, if someone is like really in it or not. So that's been an interesting observation because I'm like, yeah, this guy's like really hot, very attractive. They look masculine. They look like they would um, be dominant, but at the end of the day, they're not. They are just a front. Um, they're probably more insecure than most people, and they're overcompensating with their looks. But when we look at someone who's like a, a man that would have all these qualities I'm attracted to, like they have the physical appearance that I like, but then they're also a little bit sensitive. They don't mind talking about their feelings. They have that dominant energy that isn't, um, it's not like a false dominant energy. I don't, if that makes sense. Um, they have all these qualities to like protect and nurture and take care of, you know, their partner. Um, and they're just like overall, it's like a healthy balance of masculinity, I guess I could say, um. I'm kind of having trouble finding the words to describe it. But that would be the difference. And gosh, it's so interesting to just like study men. Like they're just like weird creatures to me. I don't know. Um, and I guess it would be the same thing, you know, if you look at women too and the types of women that there are and their qualities and how they present themselves versus what they actually are. Um, it's all so, so interesting. So those are all the things that have been on my mind lately. All the things I've been just like pondering. I'm always, I'm such a curious person. I'm always looking for something to like dissect and figure out. And that's just how I think. Like every single day, I feel like I'm thinking about something different and trying to like pick it apart and figure out why and I just feel like I need to know. 
And that's why I love reading about all these articles and studies that have been done. Um, Especially, I love, love learning about human behavior and how we all interact with each other and different motives that we may have to interact with each other in the way that we do. And it's, it's super, super intriguing to me. And so another quality that I love is when somebody else can sit down and really talk to me about this kind of stuff also. And we just go back and forth about, you know, like articles we've read. and It's just like that's, that's what clicks for me. And I love it. Circling back around to what I started the episode with, my quarter life crisis. Um, I had been going through a really rough time emotionally, feeling depressed, feeling anxious, kind of taking inventory of what I've been doing in my life and what I want to do differently. You know, it's it's like one of those moments where you realize like, wow, life really is short. What am I going to do with mine? And how am I going to make an impact? So like I said, going on this trip really helped me to kind of clear my mind a little bit. And um, to be honest, the next step for me is to just secure a job. Um, and uh, I would, I think I'm, I would like to go back to school, finish my degree. I'm not 100% sure yet, but I would absolutely love to dive into um, human sexuality or behavior, human behavior. Um, I had started a psychology degree when I was uh, right out of high school. And then I had my first child very young. So it just, that didn't work out. But um, I always feel drawn to that. And I feel like maybe that's, you know, what I should do next. But I also want to stay, stay um, doing something creative. So I definitely want to keep creating content. Um, I'm also very entrepreneurial so I would love to maybe launch a brand or business so I have ideas of what I want to do I just haven't decided yet but I also have this feeling that there's no need to rush um there's no need to freak out and pick something now because I feel that usually um when you rush to do something you end up choosing something out of fear and anxiety and I want to be able to choose what I want next for my life out of a place of empowerment and out of a place where I'm sure that yes, this truly does resonate with me. Yes, this is what I want. Yes, this is what's going to help me stay on the path to my long-term goals. And I guess this is all part of just growing up, just becoming an adult and thinking differently um, and looking life in a different light, looking at yourself in a different light and just having a new perspective all right, guys, so this is going to be the end of the episode. I feel like I covered all the topics, all the things that have been on my mind, and just gave gave it to you. Um, so I will be back next Thursday with another episode. I think next week I'm going to be talking about sexuality more and the orgasm gap, because that's something that I've also been reading up on. So make sure to subscribe on whichever platform you consume your podcast. I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Red Circle, which is my main platform. Again, make sure to check the show notes to find all my links of where else you can reach me or find content from me. 
Um, but the main place would be Instagram. That's where I post the most often. That's where I interact with you guys the most, um, at the Polly Pocket. So thank you so much for listening. If you made it this whole entire way, I really appreciate your support. I will talk to you soon. Really making up, yeah.